The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard, and I am not alone anymore because in Shaky Town Studio B, we have the wait, return. Wait, is this Studio B? This is Studio B. Because Studio A is the nice one. And then but Studio I, think technically, B, I think technically Studio A is my house. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's where the thing started. Well, this is like, I would call this... Uh, Okay, no, it's just fucking already off the The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard, and I'm not alone anymore, because here in our studio today, returning, is your friend and mine. Your friend and mine, but mostly yours, Gene George. A heavy sigh is my first official. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm back. I am back. I have another child, and everything is wonderful with that, and we will talk about that later. This is not the only reunion today. This is true. Well, let's when we talk about uh, when we talk about our ever expanding Shaky Town Empire. Okay. Really quick, um, we do have uh, uh, Libby Ward in the studio with us. Um, she is our, I guess, our intern. What's up with that? Say hi, Libby. Hi. Okay, we're done with that. Is that the no. tw- uh, I, I designation we're using? I don't know. I I, I consider her a she's, collaborator. She's okay. She's a probationary collaborator. How's that? All right. You're on probation. We're, actually, I think we're on probation. <laughs> she's deciding Maybe. whether we're. Oh, yeah. I could very well be. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't speak anymore, and everything will be fine. You can speak as much as you want. You can speak as much as you want. You're just not mic'd very well. And that's... We are, if anything, She projects well, though. I can hear her. Our audio quality. hand gestures. <laughs> Our audio quality is impeccable, and we, we are known throughout the podcasting world for that. Throughout the Southland. So, yeah, you've got... you got some of your old cronies. Are you cronies? Is that what I call you? Tell you guys cronies? Yeah. Cronies. We're okay with cronies. Are you cronies? Do your directions. Ladies and gentlemen, in a former lifetime when I weighed about 255 pounds. What, what? Christ! And I to, lived to and, be nice. And I lived with another woman that I don't live with now. I met these two lads because of a zine I found at the defunct Eastside Records in Tempe, Arizona. The zine was called Ma's Proposal. I enjoyed the publication. I contacted the founders. I let them know I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, before I knew it, I was a slim young lad about town, and I was putting on comedy music shows with these two gentlemen, my guests. You know him from our third full-length episode, Ron Babcock. Hey. Yeah, let's, I, I think Ron Yes! There you go. I'm doing it! And also joining us for the first time on Shaky Town Radio Hour, my old friend, Ron's partner in Modest Proposal, Currently a resident of the state of New York, the city of New York City, the or is the city of New York City, the borough of the Upper West Side. Maybe you've heard of Manhattan. Writer, Little Island, cost twenty four bucks. <laughs> also, stand up comedian, an animated character on MTV.com. <laughs> All he, true. Ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Payson, Arizona, Ryan McKee. Thank you. Payson, the, the city of Payson would not count me as pride, but as an outcast. Oh, okay. You, the prodigal son. They, Payson, Arizona, well, let's start at the start, like Lover Boy. Is that the name of the band? Well, sure, that's that's a, that is the name of a band, yeah. <laughs> Want a piece of my heart? Let's start from the start. Everybody's working for the weekend. 
Yeah, I frankly, I don't know the lyrics of that song well enough to confirm or deny that. Everybody! At that part, yes, the chorus. We should just Everybody. keep going with this topic. We should. <laughs> this thing that this we know half dead. of. This is, this Everybody is not knows a dead end. Half of this idea. This is not a dead end. <laughs> My point was, starting from the start, Ryan McKee, Pace in Arizona, why was it a miserable hellhole for you? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I was going to say that's a little bit of a straw, man. What? I'm going to say there's some... There's Objection some, leading the witness. Yeah, yeah, have exactly. you been to Payson? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true. I just think it could have been phrased in a little way that... Ryan took me up to Payson, and it was probably one of the, like... We had fun, but driving to Payson, like, I got really sad for him. Because I was like, oh, like, you actually live this. Like, it's literally a highway with, like, a shitty Indian casino on the right... And then like a shitty, uh, a, a shitty Indian casino? You mean an awesome <laughs> Indian casino? You know what? I've had a lot of fun times at that Indian casino. Like I, I like to say it was shitty, but it was pretty good. They once paid us in gift certificates. <laughs> we used to perform comedy there. We would go up and perform at the Indian casino. We would go up Native in American all of Native American casino. I thought people would come out to see Ryan. Like like you know, local boy came home and he Ryan. I would go up. People would be like, eh, yeah. Ryan would come up and people would be like, oh my god. Like, because he would just be like, you guys know Karen? And the people would be like, we know Karen! Karen's such a slut. Their shit. Yeah. <laughs> Karen's such a slut. So you totally worked the hometown angle. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> nice. I don't have any more. I've been doing comedy for like a year and a half. It, yeah. It was, oh, no, no. So it, it was hometown boy makes. Yeah. Well, but I, I, awesome for more the like, town. I mean. Well, but my mom would send that little cards. Yeah. Like, to the neighbors. And like, hey. It was more like... Ryan's coming to perform. You guys should come. It's free. Uh, You know that the casino has the cheapest drinks in town. So why not come out? And there wasn't, like, many options to party up there. Like, Payson is, Yeah, there's one other bar. Right. It's a a beautiful... Like, it's a very... It was, what, the largest pine forest? What was that thing in America? In the middle of the largest ponderosa pine forest in the world. Which is crazy. Because you think of Arizona as a massive desert. No, I don't. I think of of Arizona as a place where huge forest fires start. This is (laughs) true. Yeah. Yeah. But I work for the Forest Service, and that's pretty much what you think of. I used to work for the Forest Service as well. Sweet. I was a hot shot. Oh, you're an asshole then. I'm total asshole. <laughs> Did you have those like like 18 inch Wescos or <laughs> white boots? I had white. Libby, yeah. our hot shot was like the wildlife firefighters. They were the bad boys of the forest industry. Uh, did you yeah. get to jump in? You mean sexually? <laughs> yes. No, did you get to uh, like parachute into the? Oh, the I'm sorry. That's a smoke jumper. There's helitag. Oh gosh. There's line crews, regular line crews. Yeah, out here we had CDF, can dog food crews. Yeah, hot shots of the guys that would hike in. Yeah. Oh, I'm so fired. So much more We were super hardcore. Which is so much more sexy than jumping in from a plane. Exactly. <laughs> we were the real and, workers. You're like the fucking idiots okay. of the Forest Service. Yeah. Like, you couldn't figure out how to jump from a plane, so you're like, just walk towards the fire. Let's carry all our shit. <laughs> Make sure we just carry it for miles. There's a place that we don't want to send a bulldozer in to do the work in five minutes. We want to have you guys do it over the next 48 hours yeah. with hand tools. I want you guys go do that. I met Ryan in college on semester at sea when we both were just kind of uh, heavy heavy drinkers. And, uh, you know, he just kind of like had a What's, drinker's body. We're still changing. Yeah, it's still, it's still the same. But, so like, I remember when I, I met him, we went. We had a reunion, and he came into the reunion, and he had just finished up being a hot shot, being, like, a firefighter, which is weird when you have, like, the, like, 
one drinker guy who's like, yeah, I'm a firefighter now. And you're like, really? Came in. Dude was fucking stacked. Like, he was oh, yeah. like, I remember came in, I'm like, you're like, it was the first time I ever said this to a dude. I was like, you're like in really good shape. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such like an amazing transformation. Yeah. Like, you yeah. couldn't like, like, you look like freaking out. Because you spent 48 hours at a time lugging hand tools to a place, cutting things down to like bare rock. Yeah, it's like the most manly. 48 hours at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. digging yeah. shit. And we actually, he got paid a shit ton of money. That's how we started. Well, from, from when we were Danger 20. Pain, night differential. <laughs> it's a shit ton of money when you're 22 and have nothing else yeah. to spend it on. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's jump to that because we know from Ron's interview, uh, Pride of Scranton. Which you guys all remember. Go listen to it. Please. Right. And then come back. Press pause. What are, what are Shaky to Town it, uh, fans called? Are they like the Shaky Devotees? It's uh Shaky Heads. Shaky Shakes. It's You remember how the Misfits had the Fiend Club? We yeah. have the Shaky Town Friends Club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. We're like a kinder, kinder, gentler Danzig, I guess. Although I think, uh, of, uh, <laughs> I think of you... But a little more creepy, you know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, a lot friends. That's kind of really creepy. We're the Friends Club. <laughs> You, you guys, can't see this right now, but I'm making a creepy arm gesture around, like I'm putting my arm around somebody. I think they, they kind of got that. Yeah. There's yeah. a Bela Lugosi kind of uh, thing there. But uh, Ron and uh, you, you guys, you said you met Semester at Sea and um, both ended up in Phoenix. and He moved out to... Right. I, I contacted Ron after college and said, hey, I want to start this comedy magazine. I was doing Please. a pretty sweet weekly email blast. <laughs> Pre-blogs, guys. Big fan. I was a big fan. And uh, it was called the Arizona. It was called the California Chronicles. Eight issues, no big deal. And uh, some people really enjoyed it. Ryan was one of my fans. And, and we did comedy on Spencer at <laughs> Sea. So we're, I was like, hey, you know what? You should write for this comedy magazine. And he was like, I am there. I'm, yeah. I'm moving, moving out, out to Arizona. Arizona. And I just meant, hey, maybe you should write for me. <laughs> From... I got it in Pennsylvania. I was, li- me. I was living at home with my parents. I got the phone call and I was like, yeah, I'm moving. I Any, need this. Anything to get out. And he didn't think I was going to move. Like, he really didn't think I was going to move. And then I moved. <laughs> and he was like, the, a week before I moved, he's like, are you really coming out here? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? And he's like, I was uh, like, all right, I'm getting a bigger place. And we were like, with me. We weren't even that good of friends on the ship. We were like acquaintances, but we weren't like best friends on the ship. Yeah. We were like, yeah. Like, they asked uh, some friends and I around dinner one time, once asked, like, hey, who are you going to miss the most? And they meant, like, not the person you know you're going to stay in touch with, the person you know you're, like, you're not going to stay in touch with. Like, they just missed the cutoff. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to miss that Ryan guy. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. Which I'm is like, what I was doing at the time. And, uh, the Ryan yeah. guy. And so then I, I moved out to Arizona, and we, um, we started doing a, a comedy magazine, which was a, like, if, if we knew nothing, nothing about it. Like... <laughs> And, and this is what I want to ask you this because I've never known this. Were you both, or were, were either of you? Because this is something that we've gotten into. Crushing before. pussy? Yeah. Not. Oh, I know that's I'm, not I'm true. Crushing so, it. I know that's a Just thing. I know firsthand that's a oh, thing. Okay, right. my, no, my question is because this is something we've covered in the first, uh, or I'm sorry, in the most recent episodes of Shaky Town Radio R as far as independent publishing goes. Were either of you a fan or a participant in zine culture at that point? I, I was. That's where it came from. And I decided that. Uh, <laughs> this was at the time people were saying, you know, you should really build a website. <laughs> and I was like, 
No, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> I'm going to keep zine culture going. I'm going to pour all my money into this. And I, I mean, want to make a real... Like, because at the time, I was like... Circa 2002, no... you know when the print medium was really taking off? Right. right. And there were really no... I mean, you remember, there were no comedy nerd zines. No. Yeah, no, not at all. And no. there, was, there was a lot of music nerd yeah. zines. There was maybe... I was like, was I want to make a comedy nerd zine. Kind of. Yeah. Punchline was kind of around. Oh uh, yeah, but not even. But no, no, Punchline wasn't around. There, there like was Chunklet. Okay, Chunklet was around, but it was still more music, snarky music. Pop culture music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and they would have like yeah, yeah. interviews Perfect. with comedians, but yeah. So we wanted to just make it all comedy nerd based, and uh, so yeah, we poured all. I, I poured all of my Forest Service earnings into that. <laughs> Uh, All right, we get it. You paid for it. That's what you're saying. Do we want to talk about how much uh, Ron owed me at the time? Oh, uh, how much? I had no fucking money. I was so poor. So and not because poor. he was paying for anything, but because he was just couldn't afford to live. Dude, I, also, I had to go home to help my father who just had a heart attack. Yeah, shit just got real. And so I blew through all my savings, came back, and I was so ashamed to borrow money from my mom and dad, you know, yeah. people with jobs. <laughs> and I went to Ryan and was like, can I borrow some money? So he loaned me like, I don't even know how much. He said like $800. Which is like a, a million in, it, in your that, 20s. When like, you're 22, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's, like, that's like a billion dollars. That's, yeah. that's a lot for me now. <laughs> and in, right, yeah. And in Phoenix money, you know, it rents so In Phoenix, cheap, right? you're a million. You're staying for a dollar, right? so fucking poor. I remember like, I, I finally, my friend came out to visit me. I had $9. And she's like, let's go out for a drink. And I was like, oh. Okay. And so, I have two drinks with We went out to a drink and I, I was so ashamed to let her know because I had like graduated at the top of my like college class and like I was like I couldn't find a job for the life of me. I had no car. It was really I was like I knew no one in Phoenix besides Ryan and his girlfriend Christina. And I remember she's like I was like, Hey, let me get you a drink and she's like, Alright and I was like, Please be like a Miller Light or like a PBR. She's like, Can I have like a Stoli vodka? <laughs> and like and like in cranberry and I'm like oh my god so, all my money so I like I just so I only had money I for just her drink. water it was like six bucks I only had enough money for hers and then she's like aren't you gonna get anything I'm like no I don't need anything and I remember like getting a job the next day at like a drive-through liquor store in Glendale and I didn't have enough money for the bus Mason thanks bud so I had to like borrow his bike and bike to it like in shitty hot. Phoenix weather to work a drive-through liquor store yeah. with my, you know, magna cum laude degree <laughs> yeah. at the University of Scranton. And, and how uh, and how how bitter are you when you're working a menial job with a like college degree? Mm-hmm. I, I I worked like factory jobs, tempted like factories. Oh god! Uh, I just absolutely was the most bitter fucking experience. I was stoked because they gave us half off on candy bars, so <laughs> I would wait to get tips, and I I for like a good like. Week, I just ate Snickers candy bars and how <laughs> drank Power Ace to like. This was the best job that Ron has ever had for me personally <laughs> because he would bring home kegs like, of beer. Kegs of beer. Yeah. Like, They'd be like, nobody pick this up. Like, it's it's free. It, I and I, we would I, just have to drink it. I got a ride. I didn't get it on my bike. They were like, you have to bring it back tomorrow. So you have to drink all you can tonight and bring back the cake tomorrow. <laughs> so we would just stay up like, we have a project tonight. We have to stay up <laughs> all night and drink The this. one time, Ryan, like, It's really filled, hard to kill a keg of beer. One time he filled all right? these kegs. Of, he filled, like, all the red cups. Like, it had to be, like, 30, 40 cups. He filled the teapot. Uh-huh. He filled just, like, <laughs> pots with beer and put them in the fridge. Uh-huh. And then whenever he was feeling a little bit thirsty, he'd open the fridge and, like, grab, like, 
Not knowing that beer gets really stale. Oh, yeah. Really I knew it. it. I just remember people telling it at that point. But I remember <laughs> Christina was like, wanted to make tea, and we're like, no, the beer's in the teapot. <laughs> and she's like, well, I want to make tea. Yeah. Big beer tea. <laughs> yeah. It's like mulled beer. We had it in there for like fucking days. I know. Right. I know. But we still drank it because we're like, still gets to drool. I, you know, I haven't yeah. made a lot of good choices. No, it's the shit you do when you're 21. You're like, do the fucking matter, man. Get drunk. It's going to be fair. We were like 24, 25 at this point. We once had like a, we had all these weird people, because we live right next to this bar, uh, Casey Moore's, you remember? Yeah, Casey, Casey Moore's. Moore's is like the Irish pub in the greater Phoenix area. Well, yeah. no, that's not true. Well, there's Seamus McCaffrey's, Rose McCaffrey's, but it was like the Tempe It, it was the college bar. Yeah, yeah it had like bar. a, had, but it was like the college, you know how like you have the college bar for douchebags, yeah, and yeah. you have the college bar for like, well, oh, you guys are cool. Cool people. Yeah, shitty McDate rapes. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So This these, was the non-shitty McDate rape. This is where like, you could find guys like Ron and Ryan, comedy dudes, you could find guys like me, punk rock guys, and anarchist guys. Yeah, like so. Bruce Sullivan. We bitter, bitter hipsters. <laughs> yeah, it was like. This uh, was yeah. pre-hipster though. The guy that owned the comic book store was there. Yep. The guy. Drew. I remember that guy. Drew, yeah. Uh, but I remember we would like, the one time we'd always, we live so close to that we'd always have people come over from the bar. We lived, right. like, not st- even kidding, st- 50 like, steps away like from the yeah. coolest bar. Right. And there was this one girl that like, came over. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember like, we hardly even knew her. We were partying in our house. And then in the middle of the party, she just like was sitting in the middle of the floor and she just announces to everyone, I'm 30. <laughs> and then just like puts her head down and passed out <laughs> and fucking passed out we're like <laughs> we don't know what to do with her do you think she went like just straight to AA the next day uh, no <laughs> what we did well, this is what happened we were like she just this was like maybe at 11pm she passes out I'm, she goes I'm 30 passes out and we're like Okay, and I'm like, she, but to be honest, we all felt like it's kind of fucking gross. Yeah, <laughs> like we were like, why are we with this person? Like, you third. And then gross. we went to another party. We're like, oh, fuck we just, it, just leave her. We just she just left. Right. She knows where the door is. And then we came back and she was gone. Yeah, just we, we never, we and never saw her again. Into our life. She the thirties got her. Just one of those random people you meet at a bar, and you're like, and then they just kind of like. We brought so many random people. What you thing? Like, like she's thirty, and then. Boom, she had to go to Carnival or Festival or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> From Carousel. Like it was no, Carousel. Carousel. But that was, that, was, that was the thing. Carnival, Festival, like whatever. It was, we would get drunk at this bar and we were just, you know, like 50 paces away from our place. And so we would always get in the thing of, and we didn't have jobs, or I didn't. Yeah, Ron was a poor kid. I was a pretty sweet drive-through liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly so we don't would, remember either of you having jobs. Always. I was at Pizzeria Uno for three years too. No, she that's right. Going really good for me. That's right, Pizzeria Uno because um, people used to come in and get free breadsticks. Central Phoenix soda. I used to fucking hook I my friends that. up because I. You want uh, a glass of milk? I'll make that shit happen. <laughs> Dude, I was Ryan really happy. Ryan was like, "What can you get me?" He's like, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, "I could get you like." Milk? And he's like, give me milk. <laughs> no one ever ordered milk. And I'm like pouring milk. And he's like drinking milk with like breadsticks and like yeah. fucking Ryan, house you salads. I was not working. I don't remember you ever having a job. I, what did uh, you do? No, you were just a goddamn teacher. Well, I, well, oh, yeah. I, that was later, though. That was later. I mean, when I, first, when I first started the magazine, I was just living off of the savings I had from the two years of working for a service. And also unemployment, which you get because when Forest Service seasonal work. seasonal yeah, yeah, yeah you get unemployment. So I had unemployment and my savings, which I blew on publishing Ma- Modest Patel proposal, which right. was 
You invested awesome. in publishing. Yeah, I invested, I invested in publishing, I which was great at the time as the internet is taking off. A growth industry. <laughs> and, uh, and then when that ran out, I decided to try to start substitute teaching. Right. And I, uh, so I was applying to schools and stuff, and I asked a, a friend of ours, who we call the great one, who yes. you know. Jack Gleason. I know. Just a black fellow named the great one. And uh, he, his mom told us, told me about this uh, art school. That's like a uh, charter art school. Who uh, they were looking for a social studies teacher. Nice. I had no, like, I had a degree in English. That was it. And I'm, they were like, "Can you teach social studies?" I was like, "Sure." They're like you're hired. Well, you had a degree, <laughs> that was it. which means you can read books. Yeah, no, and was it New School for the Arts? New School for the Arts. Yeah, so, yeah. so I just had a bunch of like freaky art school kids, and I would some of them I would play with shows. Nice. I would play shows with them on in their bands on the weekend at Trunk Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I would be like, oh yeah, and I would come into school uh, hungover from doing stand up all night and <laughs> teach kids, and then. And they would like try to find out about my shows, and I would, and some of them did, yeah. and that was always awkward when they would show up and I have to do a stand up show. Yeah. In front of my uh, students. <laughs> it was oh, awkward eating shit in front of your students. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one to swap. Remember the, the first day you worked there, like I called you up, like, how's it going? He's like, I'm bombing. <laughs> like, nice. He like started, he opened with a joke and they didn't laugh. I'm like, you're, you're teaching. It's a tooth thing. He's like, I don't know. I lost them already. They're just not laughing that much. I'm like, they're not supposed to laugh. Teach them. These are our future. I thought I was going to be the cool teacher. I was not the cool teacher. <laughs> yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Do you remember when you did a cartwheel in class to get their attention and they were severely unimpressed? <laughs> yeah. He just did a cartwheel. I was like, he's like, hey, come, you guys got to listen. And then he hey, did then. a cartwheel. And the kids were like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> oh, man. I said a lot of uh, horrible things. <laughs> I'm trying to teach these kids. I had no idea what I was talking about. I, I was reading one chapter ahead of them. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing that cracks me up. That you're just one chapter ahead the whole yeah. time. Thank you. So, both of you, did either, you, neither of you had any formal comedy or improv training at this point, right? You guys were kind of like... No. It was yeah. like... The, yeah. it, we did improv one semester at C. That's how we kind of met each other. Right. There was no training. But there was the girl who taught that improv troupe had, had a single 101 class from the Groundlings. Right. Yep. Which is an improv th- theater school in Los Angeles. Improv sketch. And she just took one 101 class and then she kind of taught it. Yeah. And so it was just like... We, you know, we were in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. It's like, literally, yeah, there's yeah. No, there was no internet. There was nothing. We were just <laughs> fucking around. And, and we thought we were out. hilarious because there was, th- that's the thing. There was nothing. This is 99. There was no internet on the ship. So there was no entertainment. There was barely any So internet. people would just, yeah. Yeah. like, all the, the whole house. ship. Right, right, right. The whole ship would come watch us. And we would just, just make inside rehearse. jokes about the ship. And right. they thought we were hilarious. Yeah, it was, the. I mean, it was, but it was the best thing for someone who wanted to get into comedy yeah. at the time. Because it was such a... Um, Supportive environment. Yeah, yeah, it made you feel, like, so fucking funny. So there was, <laughs> and I might be wrong, but my impression at the time was that there was no real Phoenix comedy community. There was, like improv troops coming out of ASU there was like an improv club and there was the and also Tempe Improv which you, you know everybody comedy club 
the comedy club. Yeah, there was no real like big time. I mean, there, there was no all. There wasn't really sure. much of a scene at all. No, not at, at that time. point. There had been shows before that, but there wasn't really much of a scene at that point. So, and how so, did you guys get that? I my 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 memory is that it was when JRC and Steph Carico were doing uh, stuff out of uh, what was it called? The club in uh, it became Paperheart. Yeah. At the time, it was a smaller space. They were doing Paper Cup out of Paper Heart. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys doing shows there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that was like a, a, a venue in downtown Phoenix that just kind of was this giant... How we started party. was we decided to start... We started, like, writing the mag- like the comedy magazine, and then we're like, oh, we also want to perform uh, after we did the magazine Well, it was such a, a, like a thing. Like, you start a comedy magazine, but what you're really saying is I want to yeah, stand yeah. up, but do I don't stand know up, how. Yeah. So all of our interview questions were like, how did you get started in stand-up? Like, you know, they're very much like a person who wants to do stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're dancing around the leg. Yeah. Right. So we instead of just starting it, we started a magazine. Right, right. So we started, uh, we started with like hanging out at the few like open mics that there were. And everybody was kind of, the, like the few comics that were there were dicks to us. So we were like, all right. We're going to start our own show, and so we started an open mic on Mill, which you performed at, Brody. It was yeah. the... Um, we just went in, actually... It was the Rio Salado Beer Company at yeah. the time. Brewing company. And then, like, uh, what happened was, like, like Christina, Ryan's girlfriend at the time, was, I think, walked in to try and get, like, an ad for the magazine, and they were like, oh, do you guys, you guys want to start a comedy show on Sundays? Yeah, I used to send my girlfriend to go try to get ads, and she was cute <laughs> and had nothing better to do. She was such a fucking trooper. <laughs> that's so true but they were like we want to start a show here like you guys can do a show and we were like uh okay so we kind of just got we, we fell into doing a uh, a once a week open mic which there. was great because it forced us to like you know basically do it yeah and then at the time we didn't know anybody so it, and they paid us in beer yeah and you know what free uh like if my we had, beer. If we had a really bad show, they would always like kind of give us shots. Remember Miguel? He would give us shots, but the rule was that he got to make whatever shot he wanted. We would have to drink it. And then if we had a really good show, we got paid in beer. Like so, no matter what happened, we just got fucking hammered. Right, right. right. You got On the Sunday. shots, or you got for free. And they were like yeah. really good micro brews and. Yeah. So slowly a, a, a scene formed up out of that where people from the comedy class of the Tempe Improv would come here because they didn't have to bring anybody. Like it was very much like right, right. we mostly had the leftovers from the NFL crowd, which was just fucking awesome. There was crazy. one night. Where... Say, after you watch an NFL game, you're like, you know what I want to do? <laughs> I want to watch some open mic comedy. I remember <laughs> And when... I'm going to be very vocal about this fact. <laughs> after I've been yelling at the TV yeah. for an hour and a half. Yell at these assholes. One time we learned that the show started after the game was over, because one time we turned off the game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> they let us know their displeasure real quick. Yeah, yeah. As I got up and I'm like, hey, you know what's weird about cats? They <laughs> called faggot so many times in the matter of like two minutes. Uh, that was the weird thing about Ron's action in the early days. All about cats. Yeah, it was weird. They didn't know one. <laughs> I remember cats night- with so many people. <laughs> I remember his great night um, that Patton Oswalt was in town and he did a surprise performance at that little bar. Yeah. And we were opening for him at the Tempe Improv yeah. that weekend, we were, and we asked him if he would <laughs> come after we did the. He was so into show. it too because I think he loved doing bar shows like that. Yeah, because they were just so funny. And so, and and word got out that we were bringing. Well, plus, he him. came up doing shit like that. 
too. Yeah. Yeah. So we word got out that we were bringing him, and the place was fucking like just people like, just. I, like never been more packed. Like, and this was like well a, before Pat Oswalt was the name he is now. Like this was when he was just still the weird guy from King of Queens. Yeah, pre Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he and he came in with Dave Anthony, and they just fucking like, you know, we had a couple guys go. We basically just like start the show, we'll come by, and then as soon as we get in, like they'll go on. And they went on and just like they each did like out twenty minutes, half hour. It was just it was really one of those nights where you're like, oh, yes, yeah. awesome. you know. I don't even think we're, we're doing it. I don't even think we're doing comedy. I think we're just like, no, just go up and. and we, we went up and did like five minutes, I think. Oh, and okay. then yeah. we brought them up and they, yeah, it was awesome. I and was, Dave Anthony was yeah. destroyed. I yeah. So you guys know Brody from way back. Uh-huh. Um, how did that, uh, is it too too much to call it a collaboration or partnership? When, I, I would say so. Yes. I was, I was, I was like, hey, how can I help? Emphatically, he not, yes, your honor. He does yeah. not. <laughs> no, no, I, I. He does not pull his own weight here. Which what? is absolutely not true. Well, <laughs> Brody's like, back in the day. I'm like, I've like been on vacation Let, for let like me a preface month. this really quick. As far as the comedy part goes, I did, I was there to help. I didn't lead anything at all. I was there to help and I'm, produce and promote. No, no, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm giving full credit. As far as the music, which we'll get to. Well, you started off as our. He came around, he saw our magazine, and he came around and was just the music guy. He wasn't doing any comedy. Brody was so funny, though, because he was like a bigger dude back then. He's like, I'm vegan. I'm vegan. And meanwhile, he's like, drank nothing. He wasn't vegan at the time. Remember when he was vegan, but drank nothing but Guinness and ate nothing but fries? (laughs) And we're like, that's true. This shit's healthy. And we're like, Brody, you're eating fries for breakfast. You're eating eating like an old woman in Ireland. You're eating nothing but fries and potatoes. He was like, so fucking hardcore about Irish, but I think he just didn't know what other vegan things to eat. When Brody first started coming around, he was just like a. your your first wife, yeah, which we never acknowledged on the show, but yes, I've had a first wife. <laughs> and he was, and all Brody was like the air, clean all shaven and just like a a, a, a squeaky face kid, like, like way like, roly poly, two fifty five. I've seen pictures of him. He looked like a little turd. Maybe two sixty. Maybe yeah. Maybe a turd the is one way. Is way. I, you know that's the funniest. That's insane, dude. Heavyweight, not not welterweight, not lightweight, heavyweight. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he was like he was like kind of like real like happy and, and go lucky. And he well, fat great, people are. That's yeah, what they say. But his music was interesting because he always kept the guitar like flat, like on his lap, like not like um, right. you know how you see most not the right guitar. way. So I was yeah. just like, but it was kind of like. So who's this guy playing a, a a guitar flat across his? But he was kind of did like, you from your, like. Did you learn from your like kindergarten auto heart? <laughs> but I liked him because I felt like at the time I was like, this guy is like a higher pitched Frank Black acoustic. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always like. And I liked him because it was kind of like he obviously like taught himself a lot of stuff and it had a real punk rock ethic to it, yeah. which was the same as us. But we were just like fucking around, so we're like, this fits yeah. in perfectly. Yeah, they were to comedy what I was to music. So we would do comedy music shows, which are always a good idea. (laughs) Well, we would have everybody should mix comedy and music. Ryan, I know you're joking, but seriously, like the way the way we did it, you did it. I I think that was comedy music only works if if um, music is first and they know there's going to be comedy. Yeah. If yeah, comedy, yeah if comedy's it. the headliner, yeah. then it works. Yeah, yeah but we and Brody have, would work because it wasn't. If you had a, we would have bands perform with us sometimes. So much fucking setup. Yeah, it's too. Oh, it's too it's much not, of it. But problem. not even that. Too much setup is just like too much ear different. Like yeah. noise. 
like people have a certain expectation for the level of noise that there's gonna be like, at a comedy show versus huge and loud where an acoustic singer songwriter was like about the same as comedy like it's not yeah, too yeah. overpowering well there's uh, the <laughs> plus I was really funny between songs well, and and Brody's songs were darkly funny, even if they weren't like laugh out loud, yeah. loud we were weird, dark. We were talking about this on the way over, like after Brody uh, kind of uh, was single, um, he would like bring all these different girls around, and uh, he brought this one girl around. <laughs> was he crushing pussy? Uh, he was totally crushing pussy. He, he brought crushing? this one girl around. He, he crushed like, a lot of pussy. This, I know who you're gonna say. This, I don't even. I can't remember what she looked like, but I remember just this girl showed up. I'm like, man, this girl's. Like, Bitch. <laughs> and she came to our, our friend Jackie's place, and she just was one of those girls who's like, I'm a fucking sassy one. Ain't no one gonna sass me. I'm gonna and, sass all of you out of your and, pants. And me and Brian were like, we're like, we didn't have much, but we knew the fact that we were very funny, and we're like, you're not gonna. We, well, sass we knew us. that we were funnier than her. Yeah. <laughs> and so she would talk, and we would just lay into her. Like, just unload, like, everything she said, we would just... Stand I don't remember, up. no. Like, to the point where she just sh- shut the fuck up. I don't remember her name, but I remember, the, I remember she did not enjoy our company <laughs> whatsoever. She was so pissed at us by the end of the night. She would say one word, and we were like... Just go on top of her verbally. That wasn't a hand slap. We went <laughs> and go on top of her. We were really I, I don't remember who that was. So, so I you, don't even remember. So you beat, raped, and humiliated this poor girl. With words. With words. With words. But, to the point where she just shut up. She stopped being the sassy one. And Brody was just like standing there like, what happened? She this was, girl was into me. And she, she just and gave like, up. She wasn't like she was being sassy fun. It was like, you know when you see women who are like, Roller Derby girls, basically. Yeah. We're like, I'm being sassy. I'm a bitch. You're just yeah, Ron, really Ron you lived with a roller derby girl. Yeah, who... she's terrible. Her name's Maria. She gives me $155. <laughs> right, right. I cannot stand her. You're just like, I'm just being fucking real. No, you're being mean, rude, and unpleasant. Right. Like, that's who... Your idea... Like, uh, there's a difference between a confident woman and someone who's just a rude person. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And a lot of times I meet roller derby girls like, you just can't handle it. Like, what? An annoying person who... <laughs> someone who's overcompensating for something by being a complete... Bitch. And I'm sorry, your entertainment is not family friendly. I wouldn't want to show my son grown women beating each other. Well, Disclaimer, I have a hot for roller girls, so... And I'm okay with it. I'm okay <laughs> with violence. I, I hate roller derby girls to this day. I think you, know? you had a bad experience, but still. No, they're all just girls who bake too much and have too many cats. Ron's... <laughs> Ron is... <laughs> I really hates older over girls, but I, I think he's more intimidated by tattoos. Tattoos? Yeah. Oh no, not now. now I want. I totally want to date a girl with tattoos. No, not not now. That you're speaking this shit into the oh, microphone. Oh, because they all do roller derby. Yeah, yeah they no. all <laughs> girls with tattoos all do roller derby. <laughs> or I respect think, it. I you can't you can't get a tattoo until you show them your skates. <laughs> we I, used to. I think we may be getting into the generalization portion of. Gene, <laughs> roll with it, bro. All right. I should yes and yes. Well, that was one of the things that we did in Phoenix. Was we were the commentators for the Phoenix Roller Derby. Yeah, I I did not know this. They were all super. Do you remember how super nice they were to us? Yeah. Do you remember how I used to take a night off of work from Pizzeria Uno's a Saturday night, which was a a guaranteed hundred fifty dollars. That's for the bottomless. Which was a lot of money to at that time. And I remember we would take a night off. We'd get there. They didn't have wireless mics, so we had to stand in the corner. And we had to try and figure out their awesome pun names from like which they Emily yeah which they which they spelled in sequence like on so we literally could not see 
and we would try our best to do the game, and they would come over at us and just yell at us about how we were doing it wrong. And then we're like, hey, do we get any beer? And they're like, well, you have to pay for it. And I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. Like, we're not getting paid. We're not even getting free beer. And what little we are doing, what we sacrifice to do, they're just yelling at us right. that we're doing a terrible job. Right. And I was like, well, I, I really loved it. it. I'm 100% with you. You liked it a lot more than I did. I did. I don't know why. <laughs> I loved it so much. I loved the girls. I, when they They're were, great they were super mean to us, I was like, oh, I love them even more. To this day, yeah. It was, like wrestling. it was like professional wrestling. Yeah. Like when they were Ryan being would dipped. just start laughing when they were super mean to us. The, the girl who ran it was actually, I forget her name, but she was actually really nice. And she was really cool. And she yeah. was the lead one. But all the other girls were like, a little mean to you. Ple- they just weren't. They weren't people I would was invite it, to was a house it, party. Was it Ann Rand? <laughs> nice. I like was that. It, I, and I always thought that I was going to hook up with all of them. Hey, because well, I was the guy. Did you hook up with one? Wait, did you? Mahimali. Who <laughs> 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 was that one? The, uh, the was her name actually Emily? Was and, she? Was her name was actually uh, Emily. Wait, Emily, not Emily. Like little Emily her name was Mahimali, and she shortened it to Little Emily with the pigtails. Huh? Little Emily with the pigtails? They all had pigtails. They all had pigtails. They were all little with pigtails. There was a... Let me you tell mean you. the white girl with shitty tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> there was this girl... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she have like a like a pinup girl or like a deck of cards somewhere? <laughs> oh, she did. So I want to tell this story because... Um, <laughs> cards. When I was... Cards. When I was like fresh into the hardcore scene in 1997, hardcore punk and stuff... And we went to Galita Fest, me and some friends, and there was this girl who I talked to on, like, there was, like, this hardcore email list back before there was, like, message boards and stuff that you'd, like, send an email. Back in the teens. Yeah. It was on an AOL, whatever they yeah. call those chapters. And I was friends with this girl, Emily, and we went to Galita, and all my friends just tried to embarrass me in front of her because they knew, like, you know, she was a girl I was talking to, therefore they have to embarrass sure. me in front of her. Cock blockery is a good Yeah, yeah. It, and, and, very important part and they were like, they're like oh, you know they call Brody the groper. Like, <laughs> it was not true. Nobody ever called me that. Well, until then. <laughs> until then. You did we all call you that. That was the weird thing. <laughs> you, did you embrace the title groper? No, like, no, if no, I am no, going no, to be no, called no. the groper. No. But she, she, yeah, and she ended up in Phoenix. She was like, uh, she used to date Gary from Nuth Grush, which was this crust band from like Berkeley or wherever the hell. And then they. Nuth Grush? And she oh, ended up in Phoenix at some point, and she was a roller derby girl in Phoenix, and I don't know if this rings a bell. But. It might be the same, Emily. I don't think so. I don't know. But I she, felt like. She was like one of the better. I don't remember her at all. Roller derby. So girls. here's the weird thing. I was married before, and it, it didn't work out, and we're. We don't have to out you. That's on the record books. I guess, and I haven't really talked about it on the show much, but like I knew, I knew it would come up today, and I was fine with that. Like I'm, I've been divorced for many years. I got married very young. You knew your wife very well. That yeah, was yeah, she was, a, she was a good friend of all of ours. And she came out to show, so she's cool. Yeah, she was definitely a supporter of it, and she's happy. She, we're both happy and friendly, and all good now, and, and way better off than we were with each other. And so, at some point, I became single, and about town. But it was in this weird position now because Ron and Ryan are about town. Making well, up for lost time. Exactly. Totally making up for lost time having been married so early in my life. And and Ryan had a committed relationship at that point. But Ron and I would often compete for girls. If Even though we never acknowledge it, Ron. I really wanted to talk about this on the last show, but it didn't seem appropriate. But, like, I don't know if there was ever any resentment or anything. I hope Ooh, there's not. This is actually wow. getting into a razor topic that Ron and I were just talking about on the way over. Well, we would compete for girls... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember competing for girls. Not consciously, but 
Well, I didn't. You, you. Well, there's a finite. You was like a new girl that you brought around. Yeah. Um, and I was never competing for them because because uh, they were not. Cool. They, they were not fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> they were like, and, and I will agree. <laughs> I will. I will agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> But you, uh, you hit on two of my girlfriends okay. while I was with them. Okay. And while you were making out with them. They were like, because they came to me afterwards, they are like, bro, you just hit on me. And I was like, what? It's, po- it's possible. I was uh, on very many substances that time. Uh, Amber. Uh, yes. Girl last my virginity. Hi. Libby, yes. she was a saint. I didn't lose it. She I'm going to say... Yeah, even I know you're not supposed to do that, Brody. That's yeah, I know, cool. I know. Well, you know what, though? Wait I think, I think there's... I think you, you can get free pass hitting on girls named Amber. I think that's... <laughs> you know what? Good I call, sir. So. There was Amber, and then there was another girl who... who was, was it Paige? I don't even know who that is. That was a red-haired girl. She was very cute. She was kind of like a tiny version Jackie's of Jackie's Hendrix. Old roommate. I don't even remember. I thought I was Jackie's old roommate. I don't remember Jackie having a roommate besides after me. After Paige or before Paige? No, no, you were before Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I asked right after you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she. But I think I think it was her, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that was a whole weird messed up thing because you guys hadn't quite pulled the trigger, but like, and I kind of, but I was kind of into her well, buddy like, Erica. Yeah, I know, and I thought had. You bound her. I was, yeah, I was working on the trigger. And you know what? And you, and you know what sucked is her buddy liked me, and like she, and I kind of liked her friend too. But her friend kind of had like some other stuff going on, was dealing with like old flames, and like I was like, I don't know. I think you chalk it up to uh, you were you were super horny after you got out. of There's uh, that too. You were after so, you got it. You were you just wanted to. You were looking you know, to crush some pussy. Looking at Crescent Pussy. You were pussy crazy. Looking at Juice and Pussy. <laughs> I, I apologize. That, I, I, way, I seriously like... Way, that has got to be the most horrifying turn of phrase. What are you talking about? Hey, Libby. Pussy. And, and for what it's Libby, worth... You cool with Juice yeah, and Pussy, if, right? Yeah, if you guys are crushing Pussy, you're totally doing it wrong. Pussy, well, I cr- for what it's worth, we never did anything more than make That's out. That's not how you do it. You know what? Really? You it makes us, it just you makes us feel more masculine. masculine I thought you knew that. Who'd you make out with? Which one? You made out with Amber? Fucking you made out with Amber? Bitch. You guys weren't Dude, together. Dude, her name was Amber. I, told you I never <laughs> even knew that. I thought you did, and I thought that I, for years I thought you hated me because of that. I, well, now I definitely hate you because of that. <laughs> uh, wait, when did you. Were you made out here when I was with her? Wait a minute. If you're, no, you weren't if with you're her. If you're going to storm off the show, that's him. Before or after? This one's before. So, so before, do, do stuff to that one. Before. I, I don't think I remember that. We Good. we should mention that like, I never Ron lost his virginity very oh, late was, in life. I lost my virginity at twenty six. So I and so this was the girl. Oh right, yeah, yeah, you did the double six. I remember now. Yeah, no, I lost my virginity super late, and this is the girl who who just decided. I I had no game. I I knew I knew how to talk to. Girls. No, no, no. She wait, just decided. To Amber. Yeah, you lost Amber. your virginity to an Amber. Yeah, I lost my virginity uh, to an Amber too. Yeah, I was seventeen. Really? Awesome. There's Give a great Amber. video online, and we'll post it. That there's, the there's a special place in my heart for the Amber who took my virginity because uh, honestly, without her, I don't know if it would have happened. She literally was like, "We're this, doing this." This is what happened. We were it was like a project. After, it was like it was like redoing the tile in the bathroom. We were hanging out at our old place after a comedy show. This is when Ryan and I just lived together in this like. Shitty condo and Phoenix. That shitty, actually. No, right. I liked it. And Brody was there. Actually, Vaulted that ceiling. Night. Yeah. And, oh, great ceiling. And like we this. were all like hanging out, getting super drunk. And Ron decided he's like, "I'm going to bed." And this girl and he had been making out on and off, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I was literally like, "All right, guys, I'm out." Because I had to <laughs> that if you just stay to the end of the night, stuff happens. And we decided. Right. Yeah, it's like, this like is, your fault. Dude. This is like at 3 a.m. at this point, and we we're like. We all just looked at I go back to bed, I pass out. Right. 
get in there. Because so, we were just tired of Ron bitching about being a virgin, blah, blah, blah. Right, just get in there and take his virginity. They were like she was psyching like, her up. She was like, Do you think I should? We're like, Just go! And, and she's like, Okay, I guess I'll do it. And we're sending her into the fucking battlefield. Like, Just go! She crawls into bed with me, and I'm like, What's up? And then. The court recognizes Lady. You not only lost your virginity to an amber, you got raped by an amber. No, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, to be it's fair. Not, it's not rape if you like it, all right? <laughs> It was, she crawled into bed, and we, we started making out, and then she just was like, and she was like, kind of being a little coy, she's like, I'm not going to have sex with you, and I was, as a virgin, I was like, that's totally okay, right? like, yeah, you know, I was way whatever, whatever, yeah, exactly. So we started, we started making out, and then all of a sudden, um, she's like, do you have, I know, she's like, do you have a condom? I remember I did have some. Like, I had the wherewithal to be like, I should probably have condoms just in case. Yeah. Is it like the you one have you had in your wallet? Yep. Since you were no, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> it expired like four it, years ago. It was underneath my sink. I, I'm pretty sure I carried a condom around that was my dad's. Oh, God. From like, from uh, probably before he married. And that's why you have two kids. Yes. My seat is strong. Uh, but we should, um, I, I went to my sink underneath my bathroom, put it on, came back. And uh, I talk about this like as in a joke, but we basically started having sex, and um, as far as I, like no, we were, we were having sex because uh, and she was just and she told me to s- slow down, <laughs> uh, and then I said uh, no, this one's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because at 26, it really was. And, I, and I went faster, and immediately, in within, within 10 seconds, I had lost my virginity. <laughs> and she, uh, and but yeah. no, she's slow clap would, from Brody. Good work. Yeah. We would, uh, we would I bang, and she would basically, she taught me how to have sex. Like she would, like we would, like have little. She was projects. very patient. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she would, she would take notes, and then uh, she'd be like, so, she literally like, all right, let's like, we like, I remember one night she's like, uh, we were joking around, we're like, all right, tonight we're going for stamina. And like tomorrow style, like we literally like would work on different things. <laughs> so and it was so in the in the in, in your in the movie. The best life, way it was, it was this would be the awesome montage scene. Yeah, this <laughs> right. is the fucking montage. Scene. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, the limit. Yeah, I'm done. The guitar riff. And then we 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 dated for a while, and then right and then I moved to Los Angeles, pretty much. I know. Well, then I started dating. Ryan. started dating with any other girls before that. Oh, no, I, I dated Teresa, and then, and then I moved to Los Angeles. Well, there was, like, the short nurse, the short-haired nurse. Oh, Jess, yeah. Do you know what the worst part <laughs> You dated Jess? Yeah, Brody, I dated Jess. Looks like I finally got something you couldn't. What's up? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call I, if you... To if be, what we did dating. To huh? be, How a, we doing? To be honest... Fun? Amber, no, Amber was like, no, I, I like Ron. I think she I totally remember, chose you. I think you I remember me, so that, I appreciate actually. That. Um, I can't remember, but... Um, it's all good. I was just so busy. So you didn't hate pussy, me. You know? You didn't hate me. No, no, okay. I, I don't... I don't Not for that. Not for that. I remember... Um, for more you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Uh, just a general well, you. I think Phoenix was tough, because whenever, like, it was it was the time where, like, I grew up, and I was, I, I, I knew, I knew how to talk to girls, I didn't know how to, like, have sex with them, and once I started having sex with them. Because he talked to his sisters right, all like, the time. I, I grew up with three sisters. It's like, you know, I grew up with three sisters, <laughs> you knew yeah. that, yeah. So, I'm kind of an effeminate dude, and I grew up I not am as well. <laughs> Ron and I were a lot alike. Yeah. and I, We're not too different, you and I. But yeah. before moving out here, I just, uh, I don't know, it was like, the, it was a tough move, because I got to Phoenix, and I, it was the first time where, like, I had I had gotten a new job at the Tempe Improv, which was the comedy club where I was making a shit ton of money. Yeah, I finally like lost my virginity. I, I kind of was like meeting girls and like 
I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And I got oh, you're doing well in comedy. You actually have to try was, and have sex with them. I was doing well oh. in stand-up for the scene. I had gotten a car. I finally didn't have a bike. So I had all these things kind of aligned. And that, and honestly, within two months, Ryan was like, I, we got we got to go out to L.A. No, now, no, no. We said, well, let me, but to be fair, like a year before, we're like, we're we, going to move Let me take it year. back a little bit. Now, Ryan, you you were also. I didn't want to move, though. You were also <laughs> in a long-term relationship. I'm so glad I did, though. That, that dissolved. And then, well, yeah, I was in a five like from college into yeah, uh, like doing stand up. I was in a, a five year relationship with the like I do. I didn't realize how much of a sweetheart Christina was until a few <laughs> years removed. Because when you start doing comedy, there's a difference between a supportive girlfriend and then Christina. Because we'd be like, Christina, put on this wig and be in this sketch, and she'd yeah. just go, okay, like. She was so and supportive. And watch no, us do our stand-up, like our so first much. five minutes of stand-up yeah, yeah. over I'm, and I'm over. honestly sad that she's not a person who's in my life anymore. She was a really good person. She's just she the nicest really person, like, person. And like I, yeah. I didn't realize I'm like, oh, not many people are like that. She was the most supportive, patient, kind Person. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I was I was wondering what happened to Christina. Oh, is she Ryan, on a podcast now? Well, let me Going say like because like, I always Ryan and Ron, I always oh I always thought of Moss proposal as Ron Ryan and and Christina. Christina was Christina could have been Amy Poehler. Like Christina was really talented and stuff. I just don't think comedy was ultimately her thing. She wasn't interested in continuing. Well, yet. I think you're going over what I was saying about Amy Poehler. <laughs> I always saw her as an Amy Poehler type. <laughs> Like she, yeah. no yeah, type. Yeah. Okay. Back in the well, I mean, she had no passion for comedy. She just that was the she thing. didn't want to do it. We just forced her to do she it. She had right. a passion for for acting. For, no, I think no. she just had a passion for just like, Hang like out. honestly, like being like, if this is what Ryan wants to do, like I'm gonna help him do that. She had a passion yeah. for the relationship, and and then like. Well, no, I mean, like even after and her and Ryan, were, she had fun doing. Even it. after her and Ryan were, telling. even after her and Ryan were together, like we talked about, like I was gonna write something for. I, I had a part I was gonna write for her. Like I had this idea for this musical. Believe it or not, I had this musical idea, and it was gonna be her and Genevieve, and it was, but it just I just never, I never got it off the ground. She, she was somebody that like never really had a passion that was always kind of looking for something yeah. to do. And I was like. Yeah, I mean, she was an integral part, though we should say of 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 this. And I want to talk a little bit more about those shows and things like that because, like, this those is, shows were like happiest time. Doing we gallery. we did these shows at Paperheart Gallery, which was um, basically. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! You're saying open micing around LA is not? No. <laughs> the show. Wait a minute. Pa- so there was this thing called Paper Cup, which was Paperheart. No, well, Paper Cup though was before it was Steph and Jay doing a coffee thing out of a little room called Paperheart, and then. Scott Sanders. I never knew that was what it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So then Scott Sanders. I just thought it was the coffee bar in the corner. So Scott and Sanders. I just thought it was two girls, one cup. And Scott Sanders opened up a big thing. They were always shitting in the cups. It was weird. It was this thing. It used to be a German auto dealership. And then in in the 40s and 50s. And it was a beautiful building. It was a wonderful building. And it became the Paper Heart Gallery. Steph and Jay went to uh, this place called 15th Avenue Grand. Like, uh, kind of shady part of town but like there's Bikini Lounge which was our favorite dive bar can we put some Google Maps links on the site absolutely let's do that uh, it's still there yeah, Bikini's still there people, uh, people can stream that yeah. if so interested. we so we have you know we have show, little shows at the trunk space we have bigger shows at Paper Heart um, some shows at Four White Walls that's where um, Megan and I met but uh, but the other love of my life Mishka Shubali 
was a Moz Proposal show that you guys brought him in. And so there was these shows at these venues that we were doing music and comedy. And then eventually at some point I'm booking Moz Proposal Music and this show called Musicomania. And it was just strictly music, but under this Modest Proposal banner, we had partnered up with Brandon Higgins, who's a zinester and comic guy in Phoenix, still in Phoenix, and uh, also Jackie O, another zinester. Brandon. I, I split up with Magdalena. And wife of the late uh, President Kennedy. I split up with Magdalena. I needed a place to live because I was a single guy now, not a double income, so Jackie Crushing O. Crushing a lot of pussy. Hey. Jackie O. Did we say that yet? Did we say that? So my friend... Absolutely. My friend, and to make clear, because it was a living situation, platonic friend, Jackie O, Zinster, brought me in. As she did uh, Your Invisible City and Desert City Distro. And now she's currently doing... Pool Boy. Pool Boy magazine. Uh, which you can see dicks in. And, uh, Lots of dicks. Yeah, I wrote an article for Pool Boy. And yeah. That's a tough magazine to flip through to find your article. <laughs> <laughs> So many fucking dicks in it. Yeah. I interviewed Kyle Kinane for it. And I, right, right, right. I brought it to a, a bar and I'm like, hey, Kyle, here's that magazine. <laughs> Where oh. I interviewed you for it. We open it up oh. and it's just like, it's just like raining dick. Alleluia. <laughs> <laughs> raining dick is knew, probably as bad as crushing. I knew she was just like, it's a dick magazine, but I'm like, there's a lot. You know, that's what she should have named it. Raining Dick. Raining Dick magazine. And where do I get a copy of this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you one, no problem. I will look this up on my iPad so my wife can hear my history. <laughs> and wonder. So, Jackie, Brandon, myself, Ron, Ryan, Moss Proposal, this banner under which these things were going on. Mm-hmm. What was the initial plan? What ended up happening? Were you disappointed? Or was it kind of like, well, fuck it, we're going to L.A.? Because I, my understanding was we had these plans. We were going to do this thing. It was just, it just wasn't in the cards because you guys were ready to move to L.A. And once you guys were ready to do that, it just, it, it wasn't able to stick together to promote these things in fans. I think, I think uh, part of it was never, I mean, when I started Proposal and, Magazine. And which, how many had it had how many issues? We, six issues. There were six, six issues, issues that came out. Total. Um... Like always, the plan was just to s- somehow get like it was a reason to get our foot in the door in right, comedy, right? Because uh, I was a big fan of Might Magazine uh, from Dave Eggers, Dave Eggers yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, if he—that's how he got his foot in the door, right? Was my thinking, and so I'll do the same. And obviously, didn't get as big as Might Magazine, but uh, it like got us on the path. To doing comedy, right? And people pretty quickly after we started doing it kept telling us like, "This is gonna get you guys nowhere." You realize this? Like, this is money you're blowing for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> on the magazine. On the magazine, yeah. Okay. Like, but the events were doing everything's great. going web. Blah, yeah, the blah, events blah. were great, and it was. Um, I mean, the events. So were they were. Great. They were just. They were just uh, uh, saying you were luddites. Basically, a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of it was just like you know, no, we didn't know what we were doing. We just wanted to go out, and and we weren't interested in making money. We were more interested in just kind of getting on stage and making people laugh. And the events were really successful. And as we kept doing it, I think we quickly realized, like in Phoenix, it was such a small pond. We not to, we we became one of many big fish in a small pond. Right. But we quickly realized, like if we want to make a living at this, we're gonna have to move yeah. to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so. We would do these live shows, 
And but then a lot of times people would be like, oh, I totally want to help out with this, and then they would get drunk, and nothing would happen. Yeah. And so we, a lot we, of times, like Ryan and I were, we were so fucking overworked with the magazine. Like we were just, I mean, we didn't know how to do any of this. I mean, Ryan, yeah, he wrote articles for ASU. I didn't know how to do anything. Like, I had to learn magazine design. And yeah. We had to learn. We just didn't do nothing. We had yeah, to yeah. find printers. Like there was. If, and look, today, with the way things are today, it would be so much easier, but it was such a, a labor of love to get it done. And it was interesting. Well, that's a daunting task, doing that from scratch. I mean, literally yeah. building a magazine. I remember the first day we started, we, we finally wrote all the articles. We would not design a thing. We went to the Circle K firehouse. We got big gulps, and I think we got some, like, some hot dogs. And we sat down at Ryan's like shitty Toshiba laptop. And we, we opened up Adobe PageMaker, <laughs> which was like for making flyers. Yeah. Right. And we were like, okay. And we remember the printer that we found in Florida said you had to set a very specific print dimension so you could get full bleed, you know? So this was a Z printer in Florida. So this like was Florida. like, you yeah. had to set like that. And we didn't know how to do that. And finally, we were like, file, new, and I found page margins. And I set like 8.75 by 10.25 or whatever. And we hit OK, and we looked at each other, and we went like, yeah! yeah. And we were so stoked. And this was the title. We for two days. We literally did not know what to put on the cover. Like, we had not talked about We just were like, so... Like, we had, we had to talk about an image. We had to talk about a font. We had to talk about a graphic. So I just typed, like, modest proposal... And we're like, all right, next page. And we would, what we would do is we would take turns. Like I would go to sleep for like eight hours, and he would work, and then I would come. Like we just kept going back and forth. There was no unique, like it was just it was the dumbest fucking possible way you could ever design a magazine. But it was such a great way to start because you just yeah. started like just going, I want to do this thing, so I'm gonna do it. And it was very, I, I have trouble showing the first issue to people because it's so visually, it's. I think one reviewer said it looks like it was printed on shag carpeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's, but, um, I still love it. I, I still have every issue. And Oh, but there's part of it. You said you grow, and it was, it was such a fun, creative exercise. Yeah, I remember us talking about that, how it was growing with each and other. I, I, I actually I learned so much doing it. I was so happy yeah. to have done it. But I think we got to the point when we got to L.A. I remember it was one time in our apartment where like we kind of looked at each other, and Ryan's like, do you want to like be a magazine writer like editor slash publisher and i was like god no yeah do you and he's like no and in that moment it was like then why are we doing this yeah <laughs> it felt like i remember because i was um at some point megan and i had met four away walls and that was the committed relationship i was in and i'm still in today all married and shit and we and she was bay area based before she moved out here so we went out to um alternative press expo ape which yeah. is like the big independent publishing thing, one of the big conventions That's in the a fun country. Expo. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of weird. Like we came and Meg and I met you guys at the table, but I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like we were there and we were kind of tabling, and you guys were kind of tabling. But it, it's there was like a weird vibe, and I felt like. And, I, and maybe that was around the same time where you guys had this conversation where it was Ryan and I were going through a difficult period of time at that time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what we were? Well, apparently you don't remember. Yeah, do you remember that time we went up to San Francisco and that weird thing went down? When I tried to sleep with Jackie? No, no, no. <laughs> remember when... I got drunk and tried to sleep with Jackie. No, remember right? when you hooked up with the girl that That's I... Remember that... Oh! Uh, the fact that you Dude, had this that is a, reaction... This is a good story. Careful. careful. <laughs> All right. Still not over this, by the way. Still not over. This is not my fault. Wait, okay. Hold on. Hold that thought. 
This is Are you gonna be kidding me? I got You're listening to the song Sunrise in the Western Sky by the Minneapolis punk band Pissed. This band consisted of three editors of the legendary zine Profane Existence. The drummer, Joel Olson, was an Arizona native and somebody I used to see at shows around Phoenix. He went on to have a great career in academia and we lost him last week. He was a beloved father and husband and friend and mentor to many people. I've written a few words about him on my website, brodyhubbard.com. You can find the link to that article on shakytownradio.com. Joel, we'll miss you. Anyway. San Francisco. All right, so, so this is what... Can I, can I start the story? You can start. You can pop in. But I'm just saying, careful. Thank you, sir. Uh, this, this is the one thing that I'm this still... Is my, this is my side of it. Okay, so... And this, by the way, this already makes me feel better about the awkwardness that, that I had with you guys. No, this is had nothing way to worse than me. anything that happened with you. I forgot there's Rebus's on yeah, the couch. Yeah, right. Not everything's about you, okay? Sometimes <laughs> there's some shit going on. <laughs> right? I know, I know. So we went up to... We were in... San, this was actually before 8. This was... Oh, yeah. This was... I'm sorry. This was before 8. This is one of the... We went up to the San Francisco Zine Festival. We went up to this shitty zine festival where all these zine fucking kids, you think like, hey, I published a zine, maybe I can get along with these kids. Right. No, because they're all socially fucking retarded. All right. We were trying to say hi. They were the worst. No one used deodorant. Wait a minute now. None of them used deodorant. (laughs) So, roller derby girls out, zine kids out. Yeah. You you (laughs) sing a trade with Rod. All right. This is Rod, not me. So, they all, uh, they all fucking smelled. So, Ron had this girl. So, out. so Ron knew this girl that he had a, a connection with at 4H camp. I had a, a love connection. Stop laughing. I, 4H camp. I knew her from this 4H trip I took. No. I was right. pen pals with her since I was like, uh, I think it's like a junior in high school. We write to each other. And we were like, the fact that you're using pen pals in relationship with a relationship with a girl. Uh, now I know why you were a virgin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we would write to each other, and we would like, you know, we we I think she, uh, we kissed each other on the trip, and we always wrote to one another. And like, no I, tongue, right? It was the you first dry lips. No, it was tongue. I was like a total loser. Uh, but we, uh, you know, it was a, the one of the first times I actually like. I, I honestly like thought I was in love. It was like puppy dog. Sure, sure. But you know, when you when you're in it for the first time, right. you're like, this is love. You think it's yes. real. Go on. So then, so we get, uh, so we're going to stay with, at this girl's place. And this girl was super excited about me coming. Yeah. She was like, I can't wait for you to come up with some heavy flirtation. <laughs> right. And yeah. Ryan was like, she's going to fucking bang you. Like, yeah. Like, You're this girl. This was still what I was trying to get Ron laid for. Like, right. he was still a virgin. Oh, and by the way, I had hooked up with her before once. I borrowed Ryan's Cadillac to drive down to Tucson. We had hooked up before and. Oh, she was a girl from Tucson. No, no, she was in Tucson for like a college reunion. Okay. We had hooked up and uh, we were very close to having sex. I just didn't have a condom. And that was the only reason why. Right, right. Go on. So, <laughs> and, and thanks for throwing that in. I had a 1988 Cadillac Brome. It was the coolest one. I had a Brome. Yeah, yeah. Fucking good car. You, are, Dude, you I, saw my I, car. I, I'm not, yeah. gonna, I'm not even gonna fucking blow you guys away. With so anyway, so she. My 1974 sedan Deville. Hey! Parked outside. I just came out of pants. So, uh, so we get to her place the first night, and we're all hanging out. We're like watching TV and stuff, and it gets late, and and, and Ron, it's like I'm gonna go pass out, and he goes in to her room, right? 
Yeah. So he goes in the room, and I, I felt, I, I felt uncomfortable. Like, you know when you're in a room and the girl you like is clearly not into you, oh, and she's dude. into the other dude? Yes, I do. And I didn't know this. I didn't and know this. I was I like, 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 my heart was literally, I'm with you. I was like, I cannot be in the same room as this right now. <clears throat> this is and unfortunate. So I went, and the worst part is, I went into her room, in her bed. Was that the only other room? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So 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 finally I'm trying to I'm just like alright this is really I know what's going on and I this is really awkward so I I try to You're oblivious to this. No 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 I I realize what's happening and I'm like I'm just gonna roll over and I'm like gonna try to go to sleep and hopefully I'm thinking she'll just go in the room with Ron. They'll hook up. They'll be fine. Right, right, right. So I I roll over and she but she just starts pawing me. She's into it. And you know what? She wants the and, McKee. And as having as having hooked up with her before, she was extremely aggressive. Yeah. So she starts like, and I'm like, no, 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 no stop this. And then, um, and, and finally, what ends up happening? Yeah, fucking say it. <laughs> she- <laughs> Say it! She's like, fine, I'm gonna take care of myself. And she starts fucking masturbating next to me. And by the way, I've heard all of this. Yeah. There's From the other room. Because it's not like that. It's not like I, I, Yeah, yeah, this her. is a small <laughs> apartment. Meanwhile, the guy who wants to have sex with her, who was hooked up with before, and it was great, by the way. <laughs> like, we had a, I believe we had a fun time. And, and, and beforehand, she was flirting with me the whole time. Like, I walked up there going, like, yeah, this is going to happen. Right. And then, like, ouch. So were you just curled up in the fetal position, like, with Did a you pillow weep? over your head, like, <laughs> crying? Did you weep? Absolutely, Libby. That's exactly what I was I'm with you guys. No, I, I've been in, a, I've been in an identical position. Yeah. And she was That's the fucking loud. Of course. Like, yeah, of course. Oh. Of course. Of course she was loud. Yeah, yeah. That's a little fucked up, man. And so then the I'm laying there like, I don't know what to do. I can't stop her. And I know what Ron is thinking. I'm like, he's thinking I'm hooking up with her right you now. You should have gone in. But you room. did hook up with her a little bit. Wait, wait. No, no, no. She wait, kept wait, kissing me. I kissed I kissed her a little bit because I was half drunk and not sure what to do. I was really uncomfortable, but I didn't touch anything. Here's, I definitely did not yeah, touch here's anything. Here's what you should have done. You should have gone into her room. <laughs> you should have gone into her room and spooned her off. That's what you should have done. That's what a friend would have done. I, I was telling her you should go with Ron. I, I did, and it was awkward because I, I knew Ron could hear me, and I was like, I didn't want to be like... Oh, come on, go with Ron. Yeah. Go. See, the problem is... You know what, though? But, like, the, the next day, I remember... It, the next day in the morning, I woke up before them, and she stayed out there, and, and he stayed out there. Because like she sleeping. was spent from her... Yeah, yeah. yeah she was intense masturbation. I, I was... I, I don't know. And, to, and I almost, like... I was so pissed about it, but I was, like, this close to just... I, like, had my luggage. I was going to just go to the airport and fly back to Phoenix. And then... I don't remember told you this. I started, like researching plans to just move to LA on my own. Like I was like, fuck this. And I just, I'll just move to LA right now. And I didn't go through with it because the only reason was that that Sunday night we had, um, we had a show at the punchline. We weren't talking to one another. I was super pissed. He felt really bad. I could tell because the next day he was like, I'm such a bad friend. And I didn't know any of this that happened. All I knew was that I heard them. You heard I heard stuff, moaning yeah. and right. like, I, that was it. So like, yeah. So that we had a show at the punchline, and at the time we kind of did this duo act, 
and we <laughs> fucking destroyed. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I just think this was like this was. But like, we were. This is the exact same thing that happened with Martin and Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were talking. We did this. We did our act at the punchline, which was kind of like a big thing. It was like you know for yeah. a comic at that time on a Sunday night. And we night. did well. We and we fucking destroyed. We had a really really I, good I'd set. I'd love to do the punchline. And I remember like we're just like well, yeah. we didn't we didn't even enjoy it. like afterwards. He was like, that was great. I was like yep. That was Fuck good. you, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally. And then I just my whole thought was like I don't want a fucking girl to break up something yeah. that's like special and good. So, and then, like, over the time, I realized, like, Ryan asked, I remember at the end, we didn't talk to one another for, like, three days. I remember I came back into my room yeah. one time, and there was, like, a gift card and, like, a note from you. You got me, like, a gift card to Zia Records. <laughs> Zia like, Records is the big, like, used uh, yeah. CD. And he's like, I don't want to break up the band. Like, I'm so sorry. And, yeah. Like, and, and it was weird for a while. And then I remember he would try and joke about it, like, like a month later. And I was like, not cool. There was like a, a sensitive period of time, yeah. and um, but it was like, it, and I, I realized I was like, oh no, this girl, this girl's the terrible one, right? You know, yeah, like right. Yeah, yeah. bros, bros before hoes. I'm, I'm aware of this from my men's studies class. <laughs> I think that's a thing. <laughs> to be honest, it wasn't until uh, can, can I be totally honest? Like the way you told the story right now, because we never really like talked about it too much, because it's still yeah. like, but there was. I always had this secret um, suspicion that you ended up having sex with her, <laughs> no. and then and, and then I never I never believed you because I remember the whole time I was like, did you have sex with her? And for some reason that was like, if you had sex with her, like I'm fuck you. But just no, the way you told me that now. weekend, I was super into Teresa, the other like oh, I knew a yeah. girl in who designed the art. Wait, not photo. not. No, 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 no. Different Teresa. Okay, good. Different Teresa. Not the Teresa. Uh, this girl that... Because Teresa was like a dear sister to me. And I was so happy when her and Ron started dating. Because it was like, you know, one of my good buddies and this girl... Yeah, who would you want to fuck your sister more than Ron? Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing, though. Anyway. Here's the thing about that era. Exactly. The reason why... Here's honest truth. The reason why Ron lost his virginity late and why he had these problems with girls was because he was not as big a scumbag as Ryan and I were in that era. Uh, and Catholicism. Oh, that did the damage, too. The, the Catholicism. Well, I, I, mean, I, I, I thought, I, you know, I lost my virginity at 19, and I thought that was fucking a lot, a long time. Yeah, yeah well, too. fuck off, man. Yeah, 19, I was but like, I'm like, I'm in it right. 19. I'm like, uh, I'm in still my teens. I was yeah. trying to be Catholic, too, and then I got I, was, I, I have Sorry. no religion no, to speak and I, I just, I think that I bought into the, uh, I bought into the chivalry. Well, we not Teresa and I never had sex because she was still a virgin, and right. so with the, and that was right after I lost my virginity. So right after I lost my virginity, I dated a virgin for a year, mm-hmm. and dumb enough, and then immediately I, I think I, I think after we were done, she went off and you know had fun. Yeah, but I remember like <laughs> anyway, the Teresa that I was talking about, <laughs> completely different Teresa, and I. The thing was, I was supposed to stay at her place that whole weekend. Right. Yeah. And go to Fucktown. Something ended up happening. Which which Fucktown ended up happening the next night after that awkward thing. So you not only so you not I was supposed to You not only caused the woman that he cared about to frig herself blind, you also went and fucked somebody else. Yes. Dude, you are a cat and a bounder. No, no, no. This was like Fucktown for Teresa and I were like was always on the horizon. That was gonna happen, yeah. and that was all I was thinking about. Well, meanwhile, and then something happened where I couldn't stay at her place that first night. She had right. like a sister and, in town or something. Yeah, yeah, and I just had to like stay the one night with Ron, and that fucked 
everything. Like, we were, uh, well, Ron was in Fucktown the second night, and Ron was in Virgin Valley. Right. I remember. <laughs> can we put these on Google Maps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can tag these. She. Today. I remember her. I'm Jackie on Forsberg. I'm the mayor of Virgin Valley. <laughs> we got back to her place, and I remember I slept in her. I slept in her. Um, uh, her uh, living room, and I remember hearing her because she had thin walls in her bedroom. Calling dudes in her phone, trying to get them to come over and fuck her. Oh, booty calling in the middle booty of the Booty calling. Nice. Meanwhile, I'm right there in the living room. We had hooked up with before. I, I, I yeah. had no idea what was going on. And I remember looking at her bookshelf, and she basically had all like the New York Times bestsellers books. Oh, like the like boy, oh, boy, Tuesdays boy. with Maury and like fucking the. Whatever the equivalent of the secret was back then. Yes, but it was just that? like shitty fucking literature. Yeah, she's a and horrible I remember, versus. I remember just looking at this and being like, "This girl is terrible." Like, but it's like remember there was, man, there was seven years of like fucking letters back and forth, I'm and then you to... see someone who she is, and it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. I'm starting to feel about you the way I felt about like White Fang when he's like making the wolf leave, and he's like, "Just go away." Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes me so sad. Yeah. It was, uh, but you're white fag. I was like, yeah. See, here's the thing, though. Like, nice. ge- I mean, it's it's not a gender thing because, like, for every story that Ron has about a, a wacky girl, there's a girl out there who has a story about a wacky guy. Or, oh, no, no. or a lesbian who has a story about another wacky Pretty girl. Pretty always coming back. You know, whatever. Equitable. My point is, though. What about transgenders? Yeah, see, that's yeah. another story. Do they have stories about transgenders? What about animals? Or, yeah. What about animals Plus, and what about, women you're okay having now, sex? Right? 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 Penguins. You're crushing pussy now. <laughs> I mean, I'm juicing pussy All right. now. My, my, my point is, though, there was something... Is Jack the Lady Juicer? There is yeah. something in the my water. Is, what? what? There what? is something in the water of Phoenix and and relationships. No, there's something in the water. I think there's something in the water. I think there well, I think there's something in the water of everywhere but every major city. Yeah. I think I think being in a major urban center skews things in a weird Yeah, anybody way. who's attracted to the counterculture that we are all members of, you know, there's going to be those elements where people who are attracted to the counterculture, the reason they are is because not only because like us they don't fit in with the mainstream, right. but also because they have certain issues that makes it difficult for yeah, them to yeah, have stable relationships. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think what I learned though is that I, I think I was, I think it's really easy to walk away from stuff. You mm-hmm. know, there's always a reason to get pissed off and a justified reason to like get pissed off and be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And I think what I realized is like, wait a minute, really? You can do that? Yeah. Brody, fuck you. I th- but I just realized, I think, in it, I kind of was like, you know what, like, yeah, I could walk away from this, but right. there was something in the back of my head be like, that would be kind of dumb. Like, yeah. you should just, like, like it's so dumb to end a, a great friendship over, like, a dumb, drunken weekend. Exactly. You know, where you didn't get the girl that you wanted. Right. Where, especially when she ended up, well, when you started to get to know her, you were like, oh, this girl's terrible. Yeah. Like, she just is like, no, no well, I'm nice tell you little, person would ever do something so I'm going to tell you a little story about a fox and some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, if if I mean at least at least my unrequited loves would not they, they would pass the, the litmus test. Not the rub thing. your nose in it, you know. Yeah, that's right. fucking. And not be and not be kind of and not be like person to do that. I mean, I I I tweeted a couple like a month ago. I've read John Grisham in the original English. That kind of thing, where it's like that is not just a joke. That's like a brag. Yeah, like, I'm a big fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like oh. You, you do buy whatever Oprah tells you to buy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
And it was like, yeah, there was part of that. I remember getting really turned off by her. Uh, I gotta tell you, man. Fun to hook up with during the time. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. Dude, don't she was you fucking very, <laughs> very, very loud masturbator. I gotta give her credit for that. Well, you think maybe, do you think she's Something loud? Something about that. think she's loud normally, or was she just trying to get you into it? I gotta ask her on about that. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna vote for B. I think she was just yeah. trying to get you, get you to join in. And I'm gonna be honest. A big part of me wanted to join in at that point, because I was a little drunk. Right. And there's Talk a, to turn girl, a, a loud masturbating girl. In, 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 millions, of, millions of years of evolution in your in, in, mind in, Yes, and, right. but I couldn't. I, I was like, girl. I know. Yeah, but not a bad girl. More confident than attractive. Like, you know those type yeah. of girls who are like, they're cute, but then they're so confident in their cuteness that you're like, you're not cute. You're fucking, oh, yeah. Like, you're hot. Like, <laughs> like they just got their shit down. Where they're like, yeah, I'm the shit. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you are the shit. And like, then, that's such a rare thing to find in a lot of women who are like, I'm terrible. Yeah, I had a girl who wants to tell me, like, when I finally asked her out, she's like, yeah, I was surprised you hadn't asked me out already by now. <laughs> Why, because you thought I was fucking Superman? <laughs> like, and powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. <laughs> but her thing, and, 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 and we were, I was up all night, like, listening to this, and then finally I was like, fuck. I was kind of thinking about just hooking up with her, and then... Right around that time was when Ron decided to walk out of the apartment. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I, but I mean, it got to that point. I was like, what is going on? Maybe Ron is just asleep. Maybe I should just do this because I'm <laughs> drunk and horny. And this is after like hours of listening to her. Christ. No, she was fucking with you, man. Yeah, she totally was fucking with you. She was sending the honeypot. And then Ron walked out of the apartment and I was like, oh, he's Pissed. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember just like walking out and being like, I just don't want to be here anymore. I remember calling my which old... Which I totally understand. I remember calling my old... Like, I just remember walking in a city I didn't know. I think I got coffee from someplace. Yeah. And calling my old college girlfriend, Rebecca, who's now <laughs> married and very happy. And I remember calling her and, and, being, and being like, she's like, wait, what happened? Like, I was like... So here's what I remember. APE happened. It was a little awkward. You guys moved to LA. Apparently, very. No, but that wasn't. Wait, wait, wait. That wait. wasn't that eight. That wasn't eight. No, no. I'm saying oh, for yeah. me though, from my perspective. Oh, okay. I don't know why it was awkward. I don't remember. I went to ape. It was awkward for me and Megan. I'm saying, and then go home. You guys you thought he hated. Right. No, no, no. Not because of that. It was just this thing where it was like it was obviously ending. Like both of us had slept with m- Megan. <laughs> no. Oh man, we did it rain. <laughs> no. No. Talking about rain and dick. We called Meg Rain. Yeah. Oh. By the way, did this with every girl I ever dated. Tormented her. Including his wife at the time. Including my wife. Right. Especially her. <laughs> and so, like, Moth's proposal ends. Like, it just it was done. Brandon was doing his own thing. We haven't even talked about Brandon. Story for another time. Um, Fuck that guy. No, no, I love Brandon. He just, I don't know. We'll talk about that after the show. Because um, I don't even know. <laughs> it's not a good story. That's why. I, I, I don't even know. Thing. Brandon was just yeah. a guy. He was, Brandon's just like. You know when Brandon started dating your ex girlfriend, Christina? Yes. That was <laughs> oh, that's so right. So let me tell, let me tell like, this yeah! story. So now here, see how it feels. Let me tell this story. So when we launched this podcast, Shaky Town Radio Hour, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we launched this with a series of things called Minisodes, yeah. which became the Shaky Town Radio Minute. And one of the stories we told was about the brief period of my life where I was homeless. So in that brief period of time... It was six hours. 
No, 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 dude. Seriously, it was like Jackie O kicked me out. She evicted me from her house because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford the rent. And like, you know, we're all good now. But at the time, she was like a little bit like crazy about it. Like, well, you had you're two months behind in rent. It's like, well, I'll be fine in a month or so. It's like, no, out. So I'm homeless. My parents hate me at this time. They're not taking me in. Christina was the only person who could take me in. Seriously, I lived with Christina for like a night. And here is why I didn't stick around. Because her and Brandon started dating. We were at the bikini lounge. Like this is my own girlfriend. They start making out in Very front of me. And I'm like, what? It's like when you, it's like seeing your brother and sister make out. It was like really weird. But less hot. Yes. So and so, like, they were together. I couldn't make it to the bathroom to pee. I had to pee at a dumpster outside. I call my mother. You were homeless, to be honest. Mom, <laughs> I can't pee. Brandon and Christina are blocking the bathroom. Come home. So I stayed with them for a week. <laughs> Megan comes out, helps me behind the place. I'm good for the last year that I'm in Arizona. That's the story. So you were, like, homeless for a night. No, 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 no. I was homeless. For, I was. I, I really did couch surf for a while. I, was, I don't know if you guys remember I lived with for a little while. Genevieve and Todd's wedding. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we go to their wedding. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. Crazy. So we go and like. And up with her? <laughs> yes. Ah, I you brought this crazy ass chick and our comic friend ended up hooking up with her instead in, of In the Congress Hotel. Yeah. And I ended up in the fucking cafe, the grill in Tucson, talking to a the girl. The funniest thing about that wedding it was an, it was a 19 year old. Like, it was Todd and Genevieve, but it was what it was. It was a 19-year-old marrying a 20-year-old. And the funniest thing was watching the groom, a 20-year-old, at the bar, going to the bartender. Come on, man. It's my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And the bartender refusing to serve the groom. So fucking wheat. Oh, and they had a taco buffet. That was the catering. Meanwhile, Genevieve's dress was like, (laughs) it was absolutely gorgeous. Wait a minute. All the money went into the dress. Hold on a second. I, I need to laugh for about 45 more seconds at Taco Buffet. Yeah, it was a Taco Buffet. And Ice House was the, the beer. It was like, Ice oh, House was the beer. You could tell they had a beautiful venue and the dress. It was one of those dresses where the woman could take off the long gown and then have a mini skirt underneath. Did she like a dance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a champagne dress. It was, it, was, it was very striking. She looked very beautiful. And then, like, but then they had tacos for food. To class it up. And it wasn't like a, a taco, like authentic taco. It was like a hard shell, like cafeteria. Oh, yeah, yeah, grade yeah. school cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, Ortega, Ortega. And Ice House beer. Right. <laughs> like really <laughs> shitty beer. Keystone was out of the price range. Yeah, it was that. That wedding was just like, we just put like bets on. Oh, they're wow. divorced now. And we, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they were Within divorced like two, after the sound of the DJ. Oh, we knew before, and we're like, I wonder how long this is going to last. Two years or five years? Like, yeah. Sweet nice. kids, though. Still paying off the wedding, I think. <laughs> and I'm being serious. With right. so, so the band breaks up, basically. Ron and Ryan move to L.A. They're doing comedy here. They're doing great. They're, they're each pursuing what jobs. When did you move to L.A., Ron? Uh, we probably covered this in the last No, we moved to L.A. in... I've been out here for eight years. So probably 2000... 2004? Yeah. Six or seven years. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came out here about a couple, like two years later. I was like, Because I've known you for like four or five years. Yeah. I was here at the end of 2006, all excited to see my, my Phoenix buddies, Ron and Ryan, and then suddenly Ryan's moving to New York. So, Ryan, tell me Sucker. about what inspired that move and what it was like. Like, you and Ron, Ron at this point had been doing comedy together and doing these projects together for years. Like, what was that conversation? Well, Ron, like, went and did a, like, 
semester abroad. Yeah, I got this weird gig being a cameraman on this like kind of. Se- we we did semester C and there was a semester C type program mm-hmm. called the scholarship. Yeah, get it? Get it? Whoa! And, uh, wait a minute. Like it's a boat with scholars on it. Yep. Yeah. I got. I had a weird gig that kind of fell in my lap. That they're like, "Hey, do you want to come and be the cameraman on this?" So I left LA. I kind of had like a little comedy nervous breakdown. Yeah. Where I left LA was on that. So Ryan was here in LA alone. Right. So that I, I kind of was like, I'm going and doing this, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's alone, and we we kind of stopped doing the magazine at this point. Yeah. No. Yeah. After everything while, had broken up. When yeah. we moved to LA, we quickly stopped doing the duo thing. Mm-hmm. We kind of just more focused on, and, and to be honest, as in Phoenix, the duo thing was more because. We didn't have the confidence as solo performers. So as we became more confident solo, we stopped doing the duo. It became right. more of like kind of a fun thing, a fuck around thing to do. Sure. Rather than like we need to do this together because we're afraid to do this by ourselves. Right, right, right. So yeah. he met a, a, a lady. A lady. So yeah, I met when uh, I had... Ron was still gone and I had coincidentally gone out to Phoenix to do a comedy show. I had taken some guys out. To do the paper heart, it was I think it was the last paper heart show ever. Yeah, because the venue's closed now. Yeah, and because uh, even after we moved out to LA, we would still do a paper heart show every month. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I'm just taking your taking your stance. <laughs> and uh, my current girlfriend, who uh, I'm still with, uh, until she hears this episode. Until <laughs> she's heard much worse. Cat you are. Uh, <laughs> she's put up with this she, shit for this long. Uh, yeah, right. That's true. Anything. She uh, she was. Visiting Phoenix for like to hang out with some friends, she was and they had ended up taking her to the comedy show. Right, and uh, no, you were there. You were there at the time, and and we were doing. Oh, I, I was there. Our like we were doing our duo bit. I was and, just back from my trip. Yeah, and she uh, she was intrigued by my mystique on stage. <laughs> and I remember, and, and <laughs> uh, we ended up meeting and. We stayed in touch, and then the next time she came through L.A. for work, because she was a, a recruiter for a college, mm-hmm. The first, uh, we went out on a date, and then we've been together ever since. And wow. then they moved out, he moved out to New and York. She didn't he wanna, wanted to move to And New then York. she got a yeah. job in New York, because she said, I don't really, she's like, do you want to stay together? And I said, yeah. She said, well, I'm moving to New York for another job. Do you want to go with me? And I said, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and we still wrote wow. scripts together. We just weren't performing live together. Right. But I remember the first time I ever met her was after this comedy show. Um, someone had I was this girl seeing this girl in Phoenix at the time. And, Paige, uh, Paige, and uh, we were we had I guess you know we we're gonna have links to the Facebook page. Yeah, like please before. do. Um, I've talked to her in years. Very very sweet girl, very nice girl. And we um, but we had been smoking pot in her bedroom, and we had started to uh, get intimate um, sex <laughs> with my boner. And Wait, someone had told. Well, there's well. I'll, I'll talk. When about a mommy it. and a daddy love each other very much, uh, but this they girl, have a very special hug. This girl, uh, Annie, they were like, she wanted to get high, and they're like, where's, where's like the weed? And she went, oh, it's in Paige's room. Uh-huh. So she opened the door to find me just like drunk and just banging, <laughs> like. But she said I was like honking her boots, which I was like, <laughs> yeah, I could totally see me doing that. Like, it was just. My girlfriend, my, just, of admission. my girlfriend now, who I've just met, she walks in the room, and this is the first time she's ever met Ron. She like, Ron, like having sex with Paige, honking Paige's boobs, and she said Ron just turned, and the lights were on in the room, and she just turned and looked at her, 
And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. They told me the weed was in here. And he was just like, looked at her. He didn't like blink or anything. He just like, hey, how's it up? Like, I was really high. There's one but thing the worst was that take I, away from this podcast. He didn't like try to like say anything. You guys are true romantic. But my biggest part was remember, uh, her friend, remember her friend Kim was like, apparently who is just incredibly gorgeous and she was like the plan, their plan was like alright you're gonna go for Ryan and Kim was gonna go for me and I was like wait what that and that girl was like she's like a goddamn and this like, was at Jackie's like my old room yeah, yeah so yeah, you were getting yeah, down in my old room Brody. Awesome. Gonna use it for fucking I'm glad somebody did. Because I, I certainly wasn't. Because I had a long distance girlfriend. So I was just sitting in there with my really? cats. You're kind of channeling Kane there for a second. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I saw Kanane with his mustache and shit shaved, and I was like, whoa. Did you shave it? For like a day, like I think it's all back no, now. Back. Yeah, it's all back now. It he's took like, like two days. He's, he's like, he just has to like put his thumb in his mouth and blow it right. right back out. So you were there. You were in New York. Are you in New York City now? Yes. For like what three years now? I've been there over three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I hear, I, I hear if you can make it there, you can make it. Anywhere. You can make it anywhere. How did you uh, hook up with MTV? Um, you play the astronaut, right? I started dun, dun, writing. Dun, 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 dun. I started writing for them freelance, like they're a mm-hmm. couple of their websites. Yeah. Um, like MTV Geek. Right, right. Uh, Do you know MTV Val D'Orosio? What's up? Do you know Val D'Orosio? Yeah. Val's I cool. work with her every day. Do you like Val? Val's I love okay. Val, yeah. Val is uh, Val is seriously been one of my inspirations, like uh, from her old blog, Occasional Super Heroine. Yeah. Please. Cool. Tell Val her that you met Brody great. from L.A. and Phoenix. And I will tell her. She's great. She, she seriously I is... I know her and her husband. She is... David. Val, very Val is... Was, is um, she was a comic book editor. Uh-huh. I worked for DC at, at some points. And, um, she, she has a blog called Occasional Superhero. She did. She doesn't anymore. She primarily, I think, blogs on MTV Geek now. Yeah, it's gone. Or is it like everything else on the internet? Constantly. And she yeah. did... She did um, Not updated since 2007. She actually... She did a whole like issue of The Punisher called Butterfly, which is really good. I, I love... She is one of my heroes, for sure. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, since, I grew up, since I grew up being able to actually beat people up, uh, The Punisher doesn't hold any fascination for me. <laughs> So, yeah, I started blogging for a bunch of websites, and then uh, they started this men's website called Clutch. Clutch, And uh, Is it raining dicks on that site? (laughs) It's it's no pool boy, but... Uh, And so I started, yeah, they hired me as the editor of that. Cool. And and you come kind of, like, on this path of where you were doing... Like, you were scrounging up info for trivia for game show stuff. Like, you, you'd done a lot of interesting writing. Oh, scrounging. Yeah, I've always... You know, I mean, since I've lived in LA, I've always com. had, like, weird writing jobs. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Like, I, I, have a bone, I have a bone to pick with Crack.com. Yeah, yeah. Just I a wrote, joke. No, just in general, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it's not Crack, actually. This is just a, a personal beef that I have with internet comedy. It's the list that has supplanted good writing. It's the, like, top ten movies that have the word penis in them somewhere or whatever, you know? It's just, like, and then it's just, like, ten cracky jokes. See, I disagree because I, I like the cracked lists and I learn things that I well, didn't know not, before. Well, it's not cracked. It's not cracked. 
necessarily. Okay. It's, it's, it's the that, internet that it's is that, that, it's that right sound bite. Yes, exactly. No, no, no. I, but that just reminds me, it always reminds yeah. me. Right. Whether or not it's actually a good because because I mean I occasionally do lists to like poke fun at that. Right. And and I, I, I there are lists that I like. It's just that that yeah. writing is not my fort. But I feel like any if if you didn't have that medium because the internet has opened up to anyone being a writer, no matter what medium they chose to write in, you'd have a lot of shitty writing. Like if you, if it was just nothing but essays on stuff, you'd have a lot of shitty essays. You yeah. Know? Well, true. Like it's just there's well, so much. Just, it's just wait, easy a lot to... of shitty Mexicans. Holmes. <laughs> wow. Come on, Ron. Wow, that was a terrible joke. Just because you guys uh, spent time was... in Arizona. Ah, uh, sorry. Ryan actually wrote SB one seventy ten seventy. What? The anti-immigration bill. It was a joke. Oh sorry. yeah, yeah. It's a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> sorry, I'm not right. an anarchist. <laughs> but Is anybody still with us? <laughs> Hello. Hello. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Hi, I'm Troy Conrad. You're listening to the Shakytown Radio Hour. Yeah. So... You're in New York now. You're working for MTV Clutch, and you have this feature where you're an animated dude. Tell about tell us about that. Uh, yeah, when I went to when I moved out to New York, I started doing a just a animated character called an animated blogger, mm-hmm. uh, which is really shitty animation that I do. I so, think it's uh, cute. So pretty much like every other piece of animation on the internet. Man, you it's, are hard on the internet, yeah. I think it's uh, cute and no, charming. It's, it's, For what it's worth, I think it's cute and charming. And it's, it's, it's adorably. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, very, it's very charming. Uh, it's not well animated, for sure. It's my favorite comedic thing, thing you've ever done. Is that, a, uh, is that a, uh, a, besides not banging that chick? <laughs> How you doing? Uh, but is that, is that a, a stylistic choice that it should be, or is that just... It's as good as I can do, to be honest. Uh, do you actually I would do, do it better if I could. Ryan, you do the illustration for it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Uh, Ryan's drawings are like a four-year-old trying to draw, and it's fucking adorable. And that's it really is. how I draw. It really is. Um, and then, so when I started working for MTV, uh, they asked, they like, well, we want to do more video for the men's website. Right. Pitch us ideas, and so... So, so I showed them my, my animated blog or something like, oh, we want you to start doing it for I'm MTV. not familiar with, with all of the 40 billion MTV brands, so what is Clutch? The men's website. So, just for dudes, bro. The dudes. So it's like clutch, like you're grabbing your nuts. Clutch, clutch. Put a finger in my like butt sack. So if I try to go to that site, will it say like no girls uh, allowed? It'll yeah, you're with, not with punch you in the face with a if you open with it a up. Backwards S. Right. Girls spell G R U L. A fist will come through the computer <laughs> screen and punch you in the vagina. That's right. No, because <laughs> vaginas have cooties. And then stop just to touch. We all know. <laughs> And you're doing stand-up in New York as well? Not very much. Not very much? Not very Primarily much. just working for the MTV clutch? Yeah, I mean, I still I mean, I mean, still do stand-up. Uh, not nearly as much as I do yeah. in L.A. Uh, yeah. I, doing stand-up in, in New York is a lot tougher mm-hmm. than really? doing it in L.A. Yeah. I mean, 
in the sense there's a way more shows sure. to do. There's way more opportunity. But there's yeah, a which lot. We've talked like, about, yeah. People are super hardcore about it in New York, which I really respect. Yeah. But when you come around, they're like, if you haven't if you haven't been there every day for like the last week, mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to see you. Right. They're like, oh, because yeah, I always like I would always be pissed off when my friends in New York would like. This open mic wasn't running that night, so I'm gonna walk two blocks to this next one. While I was like, "Well, if I get to El Cid at <laughs> fucking seven o'clock, and yeah. I might get two minutes of stage time, and then I could go across town to wherever." Yeah, there's a lot of open mics. It's, it's yeah. great, and I'm not at all like detracting from the scene. It's a great scene. Uh, I just have not like. But you just gotta constantly be chunking it. It's it's you way really more, do. You gotta be there all the yeah. time. It's way more competitive. It's than way more competitive. A lot of the commentary that New York comics have when they come out to LA is that everyone's like really kind of like friendly and nice. <laughs> it's a very supportive scene. I think it's yeah. a lot. I just think it's a here. It's just this. It's just a city. Too, too supportive. The weather's <laughs> the weather's nice. And no, I seriously. I, really? Yeah, yeah. In certain ways, yeah. I agree with you. It might be too supportive in a lot of senses. Well, well, New York is l- less. So. I will use. I will use. Well, I will use a specific example of an open mic that tried to get everyone up, regardless of how many people signed up, so that you end up with a minute and a half. Off. Right, 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 right. It's like you're up there. You get half a joke out. You get the line. Right. It's like if sixty people show up and you have an hour's worth of slots, you don't give every fucking person forty five seconds so that they can get. Everyone, everyone up on stage with an intro. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's like first come, first serve. You put twenty people up, they get the X number right. of minutes or whatever. You know, so I understand like wanting to be inclusive, but fuck that. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, it's like, hi, I'm Gene George. Here's half my joke. Thank you. Good night. Right. What the fuck good does that do anybody? Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys. But you're also domestic bliss in it a bit, yes. Hmm? Domestic bliss. You have the nicest apartment I've ever seen in New York. <laughs> he has a spiral staircase. I do have a nice apartment. Nothing else. Yeah. You have a rooftop access, a wonderful girlfriend, a circular bed, because they get freaking... And, and you get still hanging out with our buddy Mishka. A Mexican? A real Mexican from Mexico? Mexico? I almost never We We played a lot of his music on the show. I talked to him a lot. You tend to hang, not hang out with those friends as It's much. hard to hang out with a sober friend. Mm. What, how much how much coffee can you really drink? Who's, we had a good I don't know. I, I got to see him in Brooklyn and, and or wherever his bar is. It was I'm fun. glad he stopped drinking though. I mean, I, he's a good guy. I, like like I he's one of he, I will always fun. love Mishka, but like, I dude. never hang out with him to be honest. Yeah. Well he's been about and traveling, so Yeah, he's he's right. he's on a great new Don't make excuses for him. I always make excuses for Mishka. And Ron Ron, you're still with us here in LA. Yep. Still fucking killing it out there, doing shows. I don't know about that, but okay. No, I, Ron, you're a busy man. You are you do way more shows than I can ever come out to. Like, you're always working. I try and... And you're try, editing and you're... Try and keep busy. Yeah, I keep editing. I was editing on The Life and Times of Tim, and I just did yeah. that. Uh, the Jesse Miller Show, a pilot for Comedy Central, which cool. is a talk show that is uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just keep doing stand-up. You yeah. still doing stuff with Feldman? Uh, yeah, I used to do this web series. It's actually still, you can still see it at funnierdie.com slash up close and personal with this guy named David Feldman. Who he writes for like Martin Short and Steve Martin. And he's like one of those guys who's been around forever. I'm trying to convince him to start it up again because it had a 
a lot of people liked it. Yeah. But um, yeah, now still just doing stand up, and then um, my friend I got I got Ron hired to do a, yeah. a series on MTV. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Cool. Uh, how to end a date in thirty seconds? Yeah. yeah, how to end a date in thirty seconds or less? Uh, Ryan got us the end. My friend Lindsay Ames and I did the series. And if you go to uh, uh, mtv.clutch. or uh, what's the website for Clutch? <laughs> <laughs> Clutch.mtv.com. Clutch.mtv.com. Google Clutch. And if you search for how to end a date, you'll see them. And they um, we did we did six of them, maybe seven. Um, but they are they. Uh, I was really happy with how some of them turned out. And um, they, a couple of them went viral. Uh, my naked body went viral. Yes, it did. Watch I saw Jingle it. One. I loved it. People it was on Tumblr. It. There was GIF files. Yeah, people seemed to it. respond to it. So right. I'm really excited <laughs> just to keep making more videos. <laughs> you were very Larry King there. Thank you. <laughs> I saw it. I enjoyed it. Your yeah, naked GIF body. files. <laughs> Schenectady, New York. <laughs> You're on the air. Um, cool. We have to wrap up. Here's what's going to happen now. We're going to break up here. We're enjoy some chips and guacamole and salsa. There's going to be a little party because it is Ryan's birthday. Yeah. Yes. Happy yeah. birthday, Ryan. Right. But yes, thank um, you. This is what I want to say. Um, this has been a fucking hard week for me. And in this room right now are people who are very important to me. Except for Libby, who you barely met. I like Libby though. I think she's gonna. She grows on you. I think she'll be an ally. I'm all right so far. Libby's cool. She hasn't. Libby's cool. She, she hasn't done anything. Um, to, she hasn't done anything to fuck over you yet. Jean Jean represents one part of my life where where I came to LA. I wanted to pursue things. I found a kindred kindred spirit in Jean. We've we pursued this. We've done this podcast. He was away for a while for a couple months. I was only able to squeak out like two full length episodes without him. And they sucked. Oh my god, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, there would be no Shaky Town without Gene and I together. So I'm glad Gene's back. I'm glad that Gene has brought his friend Libby in to keep continuing this. My, if you if you know me, if you truly know me, then you know my whole history in Phoenix. Like I have this whole past life before I ever got here. Ron and Ryan. Represent that. Yeah. Are you gonna cry? No, no, fine. Okay, I'm just drunk. Because <laughs> we've been drinking this whole time. If you didn't know this on mic, but to get Ron and Ryan, I think they might have gotten the gist. A little bit. Did I, I think, slur a little bit? I'm thinking to get Ron and Ryan here under the same roof with me and get to talk about all this fun stuff and catch up with all this shit is so good. And I mean, it is for you guys because this is our show and this, you're our audience and you get to hear this stuff. But this was also just kind of like a ruse. To Unless get you check out it, like. 30 minutes <laughs> Which you're not listening now, so fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, I mean, it was super fun. But yeah, to get you guys all they're here probably, and, and talk probably, about all these things. What they're probably doing is going Google mapping all of the places that you Right, right. Yeah. You should need to Google Amber. All the Ambers. <laughs> all the Ambers. You need to Google... Uh, Amber, right, 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 right. So I, I've said this a million times and I will always give you guys credit. Anything I'm doing here now in Los Angeles, anything that I'm tangentially, my tenuous connection with the comedy community here is because of you two. And giving me the chance to write, I went and interviewed like Matt Besser and Bob Odenkirk and Paul F. Tompkins and did these interviews for Ron's proposal some magazine. Of those yes, and it was because these guys gave me the chance to do that. And so I appreciate that. I thank you guys both. <laughs> thank you. You guys were there for me in the, the darkest days, and I appreciate that. And I hope that we. Well, yeah, it was fun. all march onward to. We all, we all worked through some stuff, didn't we, Ryan? <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> I feel like this should have been an episode. I'm so sorry. I fucked your girlfriend. What? You <laughs> right. I knew it. Um, We're done. I'm, I'm happy Libby's here on the show now. I'm happy Jean's back on and and continued. And if we're being if we're being sincere and, and uh, we are 
and praising here. Uh, Brett, you did a great job with uh, stuff without me. Uh, so good that I was like afraid that coming back would ruin what Jake. Well, to be honest, it totally did. I know. <laughs> but we're gonna work through it. That's fine. I've I'm diminished. Never I've gonna diminished be it. sincere. I've diminished it. <laughs> Ron's still in A. Ron's still in LA. I don't see you nearly enough. I hope to change. I thought that. you were gonna say he's still an a hole. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna say he's still an AA. No, 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 no. Because no, no, he's no, a no. drunk. No, no. No, I run into Ron around time. I really do free drinks for some Ryan chips. Right. I'm glad to see you here. Yeah. I'm glad you came to my and Megan's home. And, it's a great home, great space. Thank you. Yes. And Ryan, I'm glad to see you here. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Gonna get fucked up. We are gonna get fucked up. So. Thank you, Ryan McKee. Where Thank can, you. Wait, really quick. Where, where can they find you guys? At Ron Babcock on Twitter. And uh, HeyRonBlog.com. They can find at the Ryan Key on Twitter. And on MTV Clutch, which is... Uh, yeah, I'm at the Ryan McKee and MTV... Uh, MTV Clutch. Everywhere MTV do, Clutch. Everywhere a dude grabs his balls and say, I got your whatever right here. Yes. That's where you are. And me. Libby, anywhere you want to yeah, send people? Yeah, you can find me at Sneaky Varmint. Or you could Google Sneaky Varmint for all kinds of silliness in various uh, internet locales. Very awesome. Gene, George, and I will always be here. Next uh, week, we'll be talking to Jane Espenson, the famous screenwriter. Ooh. Or Blaine Fespenson, as I teased it out to Yes. It rhymes with Blaine Fespenson. And we will be continuing to do these programs. As, until you physically come in here and stop us. <laughs> Try, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so until next time... You are Libby Ward. I'm Brady Foster Hubbard. I'm Gene George. I'm Rob Babcock. Ryan McKay. Yay. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. confident that we can deal with uh, the terrorist threat.